Hey, Joe. Hi, Brian. Hey, this is uh, our first real estate podcast. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Now, your name is Joe Stevenson. Do I have that right? You have that right. I've known you for a long time. I just want to make yeah. sure. Yeah. 18 years now, 20 years now, something like that. Has it been that long? It's been a while. Something like that. I don't want people knowing how old we oh, are. Okay. So. I just met you like last week. Yeah. 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 At, um, at my 21st birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Remember, yeah. uh, we listened to the, those popular songs by that one artist who's Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Yes. Big fan of Olivia Rodrigo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kids are listening to. Like, we're the kids. We, we are we the, the kids. kids are listening. We know because we're the kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, okay. So this is a podcast about real estate. You work in real estate. I, I do. You're yeah. a real estate agent. And all kidding aside, I've been in it a long time. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you've been in the Kansas City area for a long time. That's what we're here to do is talk about the Kansas City area, the metro. And uh, a lot of areas in the metro, isn't there? You've been, you work all over, don't you? There are, um, you know, Kansas City, you know, when you think nationwide doesn't pop up in many people's minds as a huge metro area, but it sprawls. There's a lot of different areas and <clears throat> some of the areas can be very different than some of the others. You know, it, it's um, many, many miles across and yeah, it's very sprawling. I hear yes. that a lot. Yeah. One particular place I want to talk about today. What do you know about? Prairie Village, Kansas. What do you know about that place? I know a good deal about Prairie Village. My brother lives over in Prairie Village with yeah. his wife and their little boy. Um, and his wife is, I guess you would say, native to Prairie Village. Uh, first question is, uh, after that first question, my next first question, yeah. is there real estate in Prairie Village, Kansas? Do they have real estate there? They have a very strong and vibrant real estate market there. <laughs> okay, yes. good. Yeah. So they have some real estate yes, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, much like the rest of the Kansas City metro area, and America, you can buy real estate there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you told me uh, we have a friend named Matt. Uh, we used to go over there back in the day to hang out. And that was on Mission Road. Uh, yes. What, what is like, uh, is it like it's in that area or is it like, mm -hmm. you know, the borders by chance? I don't want to, I don't know. If, what's the latitude and longitude specifically no. of Prairie Village, Kansas? It, 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 almost, uh, it almost goes up to the Missouri state line. Um, and um, our friend Matt, I think lived around um, 55th Street. Uh, for those of you who know the area really well, it was over by the Bishop Miege High School. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so I remember driving up there when back in the day, and houses up there seemed pretty nice. There's some good houses up there, and uh, is it like, is it like a, I don't know, is it like a uh, kind of single family first time home buyer kind of thing, yeah. or what's a what's a what 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 do they have over there for real estate? That that's that's it. It's a, a lot of single family homes over there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't still want to comment because I'm afraid I'll get something wrong about the history, but I think of it as very much, um, a true suburb, you know, when you think of classic suburb, um, and, uh, um, it was, a, it's a lot of, um, stuff that I consider kind of the post world war two era, uh, went up in there and it's kind of where you started to see some of the first, um, yeah, I guess you could say modern era techniques you know you're not seeing a lot of rock foundations over there you're seeing um uh, block or you, you even start to see some poured concrete foundations over there and and, and things like that uh multi-car garages actually attached to the homes uh, okay all right some of the detached home, uh, garages you'll see in older homes things like that so it gets more a combination of like uh, kind of uh, classic to what modern we consider modern today kind of thing yeah no. now there are things you do uh, give up because the homes, like I said, a lot of them built in the fifties and into the sixties, 
So you don't have as large a closet. You don't have the modern pantry for the Costco generation that you have in today's <laughs> homes, you know? Oh yeah. The pantry. Yeah. I love yeah. a good pantry. My house has a pantry. Does that count? Does, my thing, does that count as a pantry? What I have in my kitchen? I believe so. Yeah. I'd call that. Yeah. It's not, uh, you know, say it, go ahead. Just say it. Tell me it's not a, it's not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's not a good one. If you're like, preparing for something but uh (laughs) like if it snows and you can't get to the store for a day i think you and your family will be okay okay that's good Um, i I will check in on you though okay (laughs) well i remember you uh you sell new homes a lot and i remember going through some of your new homes and like you have those pantries that you can walk into and it's almost like another like room you can like put a bed in there i feel like sometimes if you wanted to uh some you could and in a couple of my new homes you actually have a walk through pantry like as you come in from the garage you can walk right in drop your groceries and keep walking through it to the kitchen and um that used to be a very premium feature in much larger homes and uh we we even have a little area we call the butler's pantry where you can set up like a coffee station or something like that or if you happen to be buying in the uh gardener area of uh the kansas city metro and you have a butler um you can use that butler's pantry yeah, for the butler. <clears throat> yeah, no, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's a lot of a lot of people's butlers looking for yeah. a pantry for the butler. The problem then is, if you have a butler, then it becomes very low class to use it because then you're you're commingling your stuff with your <laughs> butler stuff. Does your butler like have to have their own like quarters? The butler quarters. Now, now you're getting up there in price. Okay. But, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ideally, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was like in Fresh Prince, and did Jeffrey have his own quarters? Did, did he? I, I don't know. Oh Honestly, I don't know if he did. Oh gosh! I think he just just (laughs) slept standing up in his outfit every night. (laughs) He just stayed like in in, in the pantry. Yeah, slept sitting because he was always there whenever uh, whenever he'd yell, "Yo, G!" He always showed up. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. And uh, so Prairie Village. um, Yeah, let's get back to Prairie Prairie Village, though. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think. uh, What kind of features are people looking for? Like. Uh, pools available or what are people looking for when they buy a new house these days it's the year 2022 so what are people looking for new new homes uh specifically uh, open concept is still very big um the kitchen as kind of the um linchpin the focal point of the main floor where everybody gathers and kind of lives out of there now um you know we, we have the kitchen islands that people just kind of sit up to and kids do their homework there people eat there and because people are coming and going so quickly today. Um, and then large closets. You can never have closets too big in your bedrooms. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like those. I like, um, whenever I buy, like, I always look for, I like, I'm big into vaulted ceilings right now. Like, mm-hmm. that's my thing. If I buy the next house I buy, I think that's one of the things I'm going to ask specifically is I like, because my house now has a vaulted ceiling. Yeah. I don't think I can go back. I have to have that vaulted ceiling. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it can make a small room feel very big. Um, and, the homes I sell, the new homes uh, I sell in, in Gardner are under, most of them are under 2,500 feet. And the secondary bedrooms, um, you know, sometimes they're just 11 by 12, 12 by 12, which is, which is a decent room. It's fine. But they feel so much bigger when the ceilings are vaulted. It, it dramatically changes the room in there. So oh, I have a question. If somebody were to just like, up to you and say help me sell my house in prairie yeah. village kansas yes what's the process what do you do next so the first thing i do um is i go look at the house and meet them there um you well before i go there i will have done some market 
analysis, I will look, I will have looked at, like, say it's a three-bedroom ranch in Prairie Village, which is fairly common. I'll make sure I'm looking at what other three-bedroom ranches in Prairie Village have sold for. And the way the market is right now, I mean, it, there were a time we, we could have gone back six months, and you can, but you, gosh, anything past 90 days is almost archaic information anymore. Um, so, And there's t- typically plenty of data. I mean, inventory is tight, so you may have to go back further to find enough homes. But uh, So I will have looked at what has sold. I go in with the mindset, looking at what is sold in the area. If the house I'm going to would have been on the market, which of these sold houses would have also been cross-shopped with it? So I have a, a price range. I haven't nailed down a price yet until I see the home. And then I tour the home with the homeowner. And um, then we talk about their time frame for selling, um, what they need to do next, if they need to buy another home in the area, if they're moving out of town, things like that. And uh, so this is part of a kind of appraisal. I don't know if the word appraisal is right. You're just trying to find a price point that you think yeah. the home could go for. But this is not yeah. an appraisal, is it? No, yeah. I mean... It, I, I do kind of try to think like an appraiser, mm-hmm. um, but when you're talking uh, um, an appraisal, you're, you're talking um, either the county is doing one for your tax assessment or, or a bank is doing one for your loan. And you kind of want to think like they do because you want to make sure somebody's still going to qualify for the loan after the bank appraisal. But uh, it's, a very, it's very similar to the way I look at the house, but um, there is a slight difference in market price versus appraised value okay uh-huh. so and you, you're looking at like comparative homes and uh you look at is it like uh saying like are you checking out like square footage like oh this one went mm-hmm. for 148 dollars a square foot or something like that like can we get that kind of number for this kind of house kind of thing that that is a metric i look at but it's usually kind of sixth or seventh down on the list because um you can get it you can get uh, more per square foot um, you know, on a premium home site. And, uh, so yeah, if, if you've got a house that's on a busy road, a small backyard, it may be the same square footage in a very nice home, but, um, you're going to have a lower per square foot cost than something that was on a more sprawling home site that backs to trees or something okay. like that. So you go through that, someone calls you up or they ask you, help me sell my house. And then you go there. And then, so how long between like first contact a meeting to actually listing the house for sale would you say that takes um it it can go pretty quick uh but you want to have at least five days there to get a photographer out there you may want to bring a stager out um and if i go through the house and see like a major repair that needs to be made that the homeowner hasn't seen usually the homeowners are getting ready for market and they you know it's something small like a clean up that plant bed but um there's a four foot gap in the foundation um you know you you might you might want to go beyond five days before going <laughs> on the market there because uh yeah you might need an engineer out there and that's that's at least an afternoon <laughs> you know yeah we're yeah you're, you're pushing back a listing time at least a little bit if you have that kind of problem going on yeah well on the other hand graded what happened here like oh i slipped <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On the other hand, you could put it on the market. You just have to disclose a uh, gaping structural issue in the basement. Um, Do not walk in these areas of the kitchen because we don't know what's going to happen. In fact, uh, we, we don't even recommend you you look at the crack <laughs> in the foundation. It, um, 
it may be a portal to another dimension. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, okay, so it can be a, a week. It looks like we're staring at a week. It can go quickly. Depends mm-hmm. on photography, which is that's part of the process. You go there, you take a look around. You're walking around. Mm-hmm. You look at houses the homeowner there is like hey this is great this is great you're telling them yeah this is this is looking good we need to get a stager out here we need to declutter all these things Mm -hmm. i remember you talked we've talked before about like how to stage a home and decluttering the area and taking away non-personal items because you want the potential home buyer to see themselves in the space not like you i'm making a little note we should do an episode about staging okay that's yeah we should do that we also have a very popular video (laughs) with you going through it on our (laughs) website i have had people find that video just spontaneously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 10,000 views, uh, yeah. Me following yeah. your advice for staging. Yeah. So, so you're a stager expert now. I, I am. I am. <laughs> well, yeah, I've done this yeah. for 20 years. I'm such a staging expert that I have a stager I bring in because I like to teach another stager how to do it. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to go into this. I know a person like every real, <laughs> like really every real estate agent, like knows a person for whatever issue. Oh, I, I do find myself saying, yeah, I know a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. quite a bit guy. Yeah. Guy for photography and yeah. photography is like when they stage the house, it's like, it's not just an iPhone walking around with a mobile device. Is it? It's like, you have to have a good camera or absolutely doing. Okay. Absolutely. Um, a web, a good impression on the web is critical because, um, that's where everybody starts their home search. I mean, I, I'm not breaking any news here i mean anybody who's listening to this that has looked at this web you speak about tell me more about it does it i saw this movie with sandra bullock on it it was Mm -hmm. called the net is it like that um you could if you've seen the net you're you you completely understand it yeah yeah (laughs) i need to rewatch that movie i I really need to rewatch that we should watch these films again from the 90s that like were internet based but no one the writers had no idea what they were talking about (laughs) i'm pretty sure that was probably one of those one of those like i like whenever like the cia like we downloaded this thing from the internet and it shows the website from the 90s and it looks like a geo cities gifts of dancing babies on it and it looks so bad like the cia what what is this nonsense the cia has a flying toaster screensaver (laughs) i also stay that way whenever i watch uh the west wing and you see you know aaron sorkin has those like like shots of people walking through and there's like people like walking back and forth all these files and papers and i'm watching that with my wife and uh and i I really know i go i think this was filmed before pdfs were a thing (laughs) because they're really using a lot of paper and a lot of file cabinets like can't you just email that thing to whoever you want to get that to but that was recorded in 95 or something like that uh yeah yeah no it, it technology has moved so fast yeah. Even in our lifetimes. I mean, yeah. So you got to have good photos, photography, yes. and, yeah. and someone professional, someone who knows like who's done in the past. So you know a person who does all that stuff. I, I would say out of staging or photography, photography is even more important. I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of money on a really nice camera and I still bring in a pro photographer uh, to do it. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like the last few years have just been kind of nuts. Obviously, a lot of things going on, but it seems like a lot of motivated buyers. Is it still like that, do you think? Or are people kind of cooling up? They yeah. are. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, I don't know if there really are that many more buyers. There's the inventory is so low that any buyer out there, um, it's going to feel like they're competing with other buyers. Um, cause they're going to be making multiple offers on almost everything out there. Um, they're, they're going to be, um, 
competing. When I worked with them um, on the buy side as a buyer's agent, you know, I, I uh, yeah, it's just been, it's just been a fact of life that we're, we're probably going to make several offers on several homes before we get something. Jeez. And we're filming, we're recording this. It's uh, March of 2022. So yes. we'll revisit this as well in a year from now and see what, see what's changed since then. But all the stuff I read and everything I listen to seems like it's kind of stay that way for a little while, unless some terrible, I don't know, something happens, but all things being equal, it seems like it's going to keep that way, but we'll see. Well, speaking specifically to the Kansas city area, um, you know, we're trying to keep up with housing by adding new homes. So there's that part of it. But um, I think even within the Kansas city market, there's people coming out of rentals and things like that. Uh, but we we're still um, seeing a fair number of people move from out of town. Yeah. Um, and those people aren't putting another house back on the market in the KC area. So um, that, uh, that can drive down inventory too. Um, yeah. The more you build, right. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. um, I live in Lawrence and it's kind of like, well, it seems like there's only, I, as I get around, it seems like there's limited new houses being built in this area. Yeah. Um, it's kind of farther on the West side of town. And, um, but yeah, like you said, Kansas city is sprawling and there's a lot of, a lot more population over there, but yeah, as long as they keep on building the new houses and doing the new homes, which you're familiar with, uh, hopefully keeps, but they're, you know, they're building lumber costs, right? Like the, the Mm -hmm. cost of like production has gone up. Mm -hmm. That's like a a story I see all the time. Like buying new products has gone through the roof, right? Yeah. I, um, have a builder I'm, I work with and just since August on one of his two-story homes, just generally speaking, the material costs for drywall lumber, uh, he broke it down on a spreadsheet about 10 different items. That home has gone up $30,000 just in materials Lord. since August. Yeah. yeah. And so we got to make deals directly with Canada, get wood. Um, Canada or the specifically the Canadian black market. <laughs> um, yeah. I can imagine that black market like dealing with Canadians. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's the nicest, nicest under the ground market ever. <laughs> well, have you, have you ever you, you haven't tried good maple syrup unless it is uh, <laughs> unless it is illicitly smuggled Canadian maple syrup and um. Well, geez, you, you got a guy for that? I have a guy. I have a guy. Yeah. Well, okay, so it sounds like uh, so you go through the process stage, and then people come in and start showing the house. So they, so you, you put the listing, you put it on the MLS, mm-hmm. and put it out there. Unless you have like specific buyers who are like you know that they want what this person's offering, and you want to go to them first. I assume, I don't know how that works, but um, so you put it out there, and then you start showing the house, and then they contact you, and yeah. then the, like people who are like or their buyer's agent calls you as the listing agent. That's the more common. Yeah, scenario. Um, don't see many direct buyers out there without an agent. It just it, they're mostly working with agents, and um, yeah, uh, then the two agents um, figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah, we, we can talk about it either way. Um, selling a home on market, which is what ninety five percent of people do. But in the last year, I did end up selling a home off market as well. Okay, all right. Um kind of bouncing around the metro a little bit more and i want to talk more about like what goes into being a real estate agent specifically mm-hmm. what makes like a top or one of the best real estate agent like what, what are the kind of characteristics goes into like let's say you're in overland park what would be like the characteristics of a top real estate agent do you think 
Well, I think um, since it's a client-based industry, you have to be a good listener. And um, it starts there because with each home, whether you're a, you have a buyer client or a seller client, you're working at their direction. Um, so um, they're kind of your boss as long as, as long as you're doing the transaction with them. And so you really have to uh, uh, listen. And um, that's the one thing. And then the other thing is since it is client-based, there's not really a clock or a calendar, you know, um, you're kind of working when your clients are available. So if you have people who work nine to five, yeah, you're going to be working after five, you're going to be working on weekends. And so you have to be flexible there. Um, yeah. And, uh, um, those are, those are probably the two main things. You know, I think one of my strengths is I build rapport quickly with people. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, a lot of that comes from listening. Um, I try to, as I've probably done 80% of the talking so far on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Brian, I'm, Brian, you still there? Yeah, still, I'm, yeah. I'm completely, no, I, I'm absolutely still listening to, uh, to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then you, so you, I mean, a lot of listening and obviously you, you probably ask, you, there's questions I'm sure you ask all the yes. time, right? There's like a, a rundown I'm sure you've gotten used to doing over the years. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think where I've done that, um, the most is since I, I'm just saying I've done that the most because I, I do a lot of work in new homes and I'm working with builders, which is the same seller over and over again. Um, but in the, on the buy side, you, you really have to do a good buyer's consultation before you go out. Um, and that, you know, that doesn't mean like an hour long interview. It just means you hit some basics, like, um, how many bedrooms you want, what's your budget, when do you have to move? Um, and then I always kind of wrap it up with like, all right, now what's something we haven't talked about and it can be anything, you know, um, just something you want. That's not necessarily like a metric, like bedroom square footage, you know, something. Remember when we recorded that video with Chad, he yeah. wants a Porsche that reminds him of Anderson Cooper. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll have to link to that video. It's really funny. We have a really, really funny friend named Chad and yeah. then he just improvised. We made this funny video and he just improvised this whole line. And basically what you were talking about, he was like, just coming up with random things that he wants in a house. And one of them was a report that reminds him of Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, something else. The, 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 the master bedroom has to be uh, carbonated. <laughs> carbonated. Yes. Want a lot of windows, no glass. It just goes up. It's so funny. A two-story with no stairs. <laughs> if I can resell this, there's no stairs. How do you resell this? Yeah. Well, it's a you, slide mechanism. You get people with a lot of upper body strength and you buy some nice rope. <laughs> you get your stager to bring in designer ropes. Rope ladders. And it doesn't have to be a rope. It could be a lot of things as long as you're, you're, you're pulling yourself up a flat surface. Though. Yeah. If, if you have been wanting to get into the jet pack industry. <laughs> so I like, uh, so I'm going, I won't go back to your flexibility. You're like, you work, uh, you got to be available, right? Like if people out there going like, and, and you enjoy doing that, that's the thing you're really passionate yeah. about. Like that's your, in your career, right? I do. Um, you know, I, like I said, we've got a big Metro area that there's a lot of different parts of, um, and I work on, you know, for our listeners who are listening outside the Kansas city area, cause I know we have a nationwide audience. We do. Yeah, we, it's a huge nation. Yeah. For those of you unfamiliar with the Kansas city Metro area, it is a, it, it is a metro area that encompasses two states, you know, so I'm licensed in two different states. I can go anywhere uh, in Kansas or Missouri. And, um, 
yeah you get to you get to see a lot of places you know when you have a big metro area like that uh you can still discover places and it's kind of fun and you see a lot of unique homes i want to buy a house that's yeah. like across the street from arrowhead maybe one of those houses <laughs> you should mention that <laughs> what do you have one i um there there are some that come up close to the stadiums uh they really do yeah um those would those usually you have raytown addresses and um yeah no i was yeah. wonder what the role that plays and everything when you have like a sports team that's as great as the chiefs and you know the the, the royals obviously they're competitive and they won the world series relatively recently and, and um well that was actually seven years ago wasn't it yeah it feels like five minutes ago doesn't it uh yeah yeah remember that because, because remember, remember winning really... that, if we watched that at your your place if i recall correctly we did we did yeah we um and i opened a very premium bottle of beer that we all autographed oh, yeah, yeah yeah that was awesome i still have that on my shelf uh in the night but uh That's awesome yeah when when they fall off a cliff uh you know as far as winning ways you know and then you don't watch as many games you don't have as many memories of the team in between their world series and now yeah granky back we did yeah we do, yeah all that now, how about that full circle remember when they traded granky i think that's when we got um then we got Escobar and we got um, Lorenzo Kane. And I think that was part of that. Tra- I'm sure, I don't know if you know about that, but I, I looked yeah. into that a while ago. I, I'll double check that. I could be, but I remember like the main players that were part of the World Series team came from that trade to Milwaukee, if I recall correctly. That and, sounds right. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so but availability is important. Yeah. Real estate work, uh, communication, working, and, you know, knowing the right thing. I don't know. Just like, a, it seems like a lot of personality, a lot of, uh, relationship work and it's it's a lot of stuff like you don't have to have a college degree for what i do you know but um the information's out there but i say that but if you oh man i've seen every episode of house hunters i think i can do this no you can't no um house hunters i've even seen the uh the one where the is that the one where people like they make quilts for a living and their budget's like $2 million. <laughs> like that. That's, um, that's, that's the, uh, offshoot series. Quilton house hunters. That's <laughs> Quilton house hunters. Quilton yeah. with an apostrophe <laughs> after Quilton apostrophe <laughs> house hunters. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, well, it sounds like a lot of fun and, uh, to be a top real estate agent. What else goes into a top real estate agent? Would you say, um, communication, you know, sometimes it's, Sometimes it's easy for me to even forget that I do this every day and I know what's going on, um, you know, as far as what the lender's doing, what the title company's doing, you know, um, what, you know, if they're the buyer, what the seller's doing, if they're the seller, what, what's the buyer doing, you know, um, explaining the steps in the process, like when do we get inspections done, when's the appraisal happen and things like that. Um, you know, sometimes people don't know that and they get caught out and are surprised and and it's my job or your real estate agent's job to walk you through that process and make sure you understand what's going on because yeah it, um, it is a big deal this is a big deal for a lot of people and that's not lost on you you know this is buying house is a huge deal it's it's a life event it's not like not like ordering a pizza <laughs> no, it's a you little know? bit more involved than that though there have been some times i've got a pizza that i got the they've got it wrong and i was ready to yeah. burn my house down i was so angry um, I have, uh, bought pizzas that I've had to finance. So <laughs> with a credit card, <laughs> yeah. that's a fun way of saying you use the credit card to buy a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, and one more topic before I let you go, because I have you like, you know, forcibly staying here forcefully. I said forcibly. I don't think that's the right way of saying that. Right. You, yeah. It's um, for people. You know, this is audio, so you can't see, but it is a very clever and creative use of magnets. <laughs> Always with the magnets. Yes. Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast, we're going to have a lot of Simpsons references as well, by the way. Okay. Uh, what, what computer do you, do you use for your um, real estate work? So I'll go through like the best laptops for real estate agents. Cause I have a thing here I want to talk about. Um, well, the, the Apple products are very popular with other real estate agents. I myself use a PC. I have a uh, Dell uh, PC that I use. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm mm. big on MacBook. You're going to hear yeah. me talk about how, how much I like MacBooks. Yeah. I think that number one uh, kind of Mac uh, laptop for a real estate agent that I would use is the MacBook Air. Um, mainly because it's just, a, it, it's so quick and it's reliable. It gets going. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been a Apple Mac person for, uh, for, for a long time now and they're just reliable, always ready to go. And if you yeah. need something to be done like immediately, like when well, I'm not going to be worried about like it, like, uh, freezing up on me all of a sudden that really it's not a thing that happens too often with Mac. I'm not saying it, it doesn't happen. It's just, it's, it's a, a rarer occurrence to me at least. And, um, also battery life. Battery life is like yeah. an important process, like because if you're out there in the field, you don't have time to charge, and you did forgot to charge. You need you need a battery that's, that's going to be there for you. Take care of everything. Uh, buy an auxiliary charger to charge in your car. Yep. Um, but uh, uh, one reason I go with PC is because um, of the touchscreen. Uh, Macs don't have touchscreens, and if you um, are doing some sort of presentation, um, I kind of prefer that. Uh, if you're showing your clients something, but the bottom line is go with what you're used to. Well, what, what do you feel about like um, tablets, maybe like a Microsoft Surface Pro or even an iPad? Maybe those have touchscreens. Like, would yeah, would that be kind of accomplished what you're looking for if you yes. want to show yeah. something? Yeah, and it, and the only reason I haven't gone that route is because I wouldn't give up my laptop and it would just be another device. You know that that's the only reason I have nothing against them. It's just uh, uh, it would be another device for me, but. Yeah, a lot of people use the uh, tablet. Yeah, touchscreen, that's more of a PC thing. <clears throat> I guess the uh, max way of doing that was the, would be the iPad. Um, but yeah, it's just another, uh, you have to have two devices there at that point. If you, if you don't want to have that, then you want to have yeah. on one device and you got to do it on one. But if you are accumulating devices like that, a phone, a laptop, and a um, tablet, I have heard that Mac products are, are the best when you have multiple products like that because they automatically sync up with each other and things like that what do you find what like what are you presenting normally like just like pictures of listings or something or to your clients or what, what are you using it for um a, a lot of it is that yeah if, you, if um, you're bringing a home on the market um it's often helpful to bring a computer or a tablet to show the comparable properties that i looked at uh, because Yes, I, I can bring a printout of what I looked at and things like that. But when you have it on the computer and you can go back and look at the old listing, you can pull up all the photos and you can get a little more in depth and say, yeah, I think this house will sell for more than yours will because look at this. They did more designer stuff in their home. You know, Ooh, the porch is screened. It is a screened in porch. Listen, and the screens um, don't have gaping holes in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gaping holes are not in right now. We don't. Yeah. Want, we don't want gaping holes. And 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 one step even below that, uh, in your screens, slash marks. You do not want those. <laughs> that uh, that sends a bad signal. <laughs> yeah. The one. So sounds like uh, basically gaps in the foundation, 
and and slashes in the screen. We got to clean those up yeah. before we list it. Um, if, if you want, if, if you want top dollar. Now, if you just want to get out of there, you know, just leave it there. And, yeah, yeah. Um, what if I put a bandaid over the the foundation? Does that show that I care? But not enough to fix it for real. <laughs> I I know where you're going with that, but the buying public but will not see it. That but it's not way. like a normal bandaid. It's a big bandaid. Like you, you buy it, you got it from a carnival. You went out, you want it from a carnival. Big novelty bandaid. <laughs> you put it okay. over that. Is that going to work? Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you are. Uh, Founded on the Kansas Realty Agent website, uh, we have can, uh, branded uh, foundation band aids that you can buy uh, on the website. Um, <laughs> I should find those and put them on our. I need to start an e commerce store for all the things we create and think up on this podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Joe, anything else? I think it's going to do it for today. That's enough for That's a good. Hey, that's a pretty good first episode right there. How do you feel about that? This, yeah, I feel good. Do this again. You want to do this again? Yeah, I do. I do. I like this. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to do this again. Joe Stevenson, everyone. Thank you so much for Brian sharing. Reynolds. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to you. Thank you for, uh, for joining me and joining us, uh, joining me today. Uh, there's, there's just you and me right now. So there's not us going on here. It's just, this is, this is actually, um, Brian Reynolds doing an, a spot on Joe Stevenson impression. <laughs> that is- yeah. I, just, I have the same mic. I'm just moving to the left and right of it. And saying things, <laughs> it's the only impression he does, and it's sad because you can't make any <laughs> yeah. Money off can you please it, be you know? famous so then I can use it? That would be helpful. <laughs> okay, you get, you get an act in Vegas doing. <laughs> no one just like, or it sells out for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's all my past clients. Are like you, you nailed them. You, you nailed. Them. <laughs> it's a great impression of my real my realtor. <laughs> yeah, he he talked about foundation band aids like it was a thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Joe, good first episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of the Kansas Real Estate Agent Podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, re- come back again. We're going to be co- we're talking about more stuff about the Kansas City area. We're going to go all, all over Kansas, too. We're not just uh, yeah. KC Metro. We're, we're talking about, I'm from Hayes. We're going to talk about uh, all of the cities along I-70. Yeah. We're going to go to South, Southwest. We're going to talk about all of Kansas over here. Okay. That's, there's a lot to get into there. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks, Joe. Uh, That's going to do it for now. Take care now. Cheers.